Blog Talk Radio. on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting live from the studio of eloquenceonline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And it is September 7th, and as we always do, the first show in September, a little earth, wind, and fire for September. It's got there's that vibe in the air today here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. You're seeing a lot of school colors. It's going to be Friday Night Lights and Dairy Queen and Chick-fil-A all around uh, for the people here in town tonight. I love I love September. I love this time of year. And of course, the name of the episode today is Help Wanted. And I put that question mark there somewhat reluctantly, having having conducted a bit of an experiment. I said the past two weeks, probably been since the summertime, several weeks. I've just seen what it's like for people that are are looking to lower that lower that unemployment number even more. And and it was very, very interesting to do it all entirely online. Of course, the other thing about this week that we always talk about is the opening of As I sit here in my home Pittsburgh Steelers jersey, my number 84 jersey, but my name on the back. Uh, I'm excited about football season. Didn't watch the game last night because I only watch my team's games now because the NFL has succeeded in doing what I thought was impossible, making me not crazy about the sport. Um, however, I'll be watching the, that particular game, the Steelers and the Browns game, and uh, I'm always interested in the ads and stuff. It'll be all the all the big players. Um, it'll be AT&T and the battle over the voice-directed um, smart home devices and things like that, always very, very interesting and generational. But whoever is in the Super Bowl in 2019, that will be 20 years since I first saw the Monster.com ad. And we're like, what is Monster.com? And there's a kid in the cornfield saying, when I grow up, I want to be a yes man. I want to file all day. And I'm thinking, checkbox, checkbox. I'm a award-winning commercial and private banker at Norwest Banks, which would go on to be Wells Fargo. More on that in just a second. And yeah, that Monday after the Super Bowl, I went to my office, uh, punched up monster.com, uh, put in the kind of job I wanted and where I wanted to live. And three months later, like I never worked at Norwest Bank. So I left about a week before they became Wells 
Fargo, and um, I was just interested in how people do that today. There's all these job boards, Indeed.com, Glassdoor.com. Uh, I'm interested in how people that are looking for a job – there is a lot of garbage out there too, which was interesting. There's nothing like doing little phone pre-interviews when you really don't care if you get – the job. It reminds me of that famous scene if you watch The Office where Ray Romano was interviewing to replace Michael Scott and he starts eating a sandwich in the middle of the interview. Uh, but it was very, very interesting. If you're looking to find and keep the best people, you thought about it as more of an audition. I do get the need to filter people, and I totally understand that. And I think what is obvious is even in this era of this amazing communicative technology that we have, nothing replicates that face-to-face -face interview. And you can kind of tell which people are serious and which people are out there selling you know, group life insurance classes and stuff like that. But it has been very, very interesting. So we're going to talk about that today under the heading of Help Wanted. But thankfully, the brand that has reestablished itself and reestablished itself and reestablished it is back in the news, which gives us the ability to roll the Wells Fargo update feed. The Wells Fargo wagon! The Wells Fargo wagon! Oh, the Wells Fargo wagon and the coming down the street. Oh, please let it be for me. Oh, oh, the Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the street. I wish, I wish I knew what it could be. I got a box of maple sugar on my birthday. In March, I got a great mat and And once I got some grapefruit from Tampa. Montgomery Ward sent me a bath of and a cross. Well, if you've got your own bathrobe and your own Mackinac, uh, you're in good shape. But now when the Wells Fargo wagon comes rolling into town, who knows what is on it? It may be that the Wells Fargo wagon doesn't have to come to town anymore to give you the – to deduct your account, the uh, the special 200-year annuity index to Bitcoin. And you didn't even know you had it, and you forgot to make a payment or something, and now they're going to fine you. Who knows what is in the Wells Fargo wagon, but Wells Fargo is in the news again. The Justice Department has widened a probe into potentially fraudulent behavior at Wells Fargo wholesale unit. You know, they had a wholesale unit. Is that like Costco? You can go and get uh, 48 checking accounts instead of just one. According to the Wall Street Journal, the government is trying to learn if management pressure led employees there to improperly alter corporate customer information to meet regulatory deadlines. Who knows? Because it's the Wells Fargo wagon. And folks, again, it represents a generational moment of opportunity for credit unions and community banks. It's also very possible that a lot of Americans that see that news are just going to go, oh, well, that's what big banks do. And so how are you taking advantage of the history of one of the most recognizable brands you might even see on Sunday being re-re-re-re-re-re-re-established is, is it, okay, well, that happens. And the Americans are very, very forgiving in that regard. Hey, listen, on the on this experiment, I love doing stuff like this. You know, there was an interesting email I got today from somebody some of y'all may know, Simonelli Innovation. It says, Are you part of fake? Are you part of fake innovation? And of course, my first thought was, well, it depends, it depends who you ask. A lot of people think I'm part of fake everything. Last year when the thing with Josh McAfee, he, he basically accused me of not being real, that I wasn't real. I had to start thinking about it, that maybe the matrix is finally 
kicked in. Um, no, it is it is very very interesting interesting to me uh, that we keep listening to certain so-called experts in all different areas of our lives. But there are a lot of people out there um, that are that are trying to do things and always talking about making people aware of the advantages of credit unions and community banks. Man, you've got a great generational moment of opportunity and in a lead in with the history that's out there. And so we'll see, we'll see history. We will know based on history, if the right people did the right things at the right time. Well, like I said, I love these little experiments. And again, I'm not suggesting this is empirical data. I can't promise you that um, Filene took your money and went out there and hired a, a assistant professor at the University of Wisconsin at Madison's overnight division to punch up a white paper. And then they put it out online and they don't care because they've already got the, the money for having somebody write it. But I'm saying it is, at least for my part, a pretty good indication of what would happen if someone like myself, a, a degreed college professional, said, you know what, I mean, maybe I will go back to the W-2 world and get a nine-to-fiver and, you know, just you know, life 2.0 or whatever. And so my observations, first of all, uh, Monster.com uh, was pretty much the first that I recall. I'm old enough to remember looking in the classifieds. Yes, the classifieds in the paper newspaper. And now there's so much of it. And I actually gave my real email to a couple of them and, uh, just every single day. Now, uh, what I want to focus on is, again, what I think is one of the most generational products out there, and that's insurance. And I'm not knocking insurance. Uh, I have family members who did not go to college that are living down in the Del Webb and those nice retirement communities in Florida. Speaking of Florida, uh, Burt Reynolds, the, the epitome of coolness if you were growing up in the 70s and 80s. Um, my, my family members that are living very nice lives because of insurance. But if you want to work in that industry, you really have to be careful. Um, I would get calls not from the companies, but recruiters from the companies. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I thought that was the point of Indeed.com and Glassdoor.com and Monster.com. I thought the point was that they were going to do all the filtering. That's the other thing. Number one question I was asked uh, is, are you, are you legal? Are you able to work? In the United States, and I'm thinking, you know, the old Forrest, not the old Forrest Gump line, the old um, Ferris Bueller line. Oh, what country do you think this is? You know, it's like, yes, I, of course, I, but I guess that is a question that you have to ask a lot of people. Can you pass a drug test? Yes, I have not been hanging out with Elon Musk in the past couple of days, uh, so I have not been uh, uh, trying to land on the moon while puffing on a blunt during a podcast as Elon Musk. Well, I'm doing any of that, but I do get the re I do get the need to filter to kind of get the right people to the right interview with the right decision maker. Man, a lot of it. A lot of it wasn't that at all. It's, hey, improve your interview skills with this. Um, uh, get your insurance stuff like this. Hey, well, forget about insurance. What about a real estate license for only $129? Oh, I'm a top recruiter for some guy. I never went on an in-person interview. You should know. Uh, I just, I just kind of, you know, well, is the person making the decision going to be there? No, no, we're a recruiting firm. For, okay, right. When you get to be my age, you can tell, you can hear the people in the background at the call center 
speaking of the power of performance, you know your audience. And if you're putting on a great live performance, people don't typically want to hear three or four of them going on at the same time. So it was just stuff like that. You know, though I have no doubt if you're looking for a legit job in sales or technology or nursing or, you know, whatever, you're going to find one. And a lot of great ways to speed up that process from, you know, I graduated from college in December of 1993 and was literally looking at the classifieds, writing down the addresses, and then, you know, sending an envelope and matching resume paper out to employers and knowing it's a very good chance I won't hear back until the next Sunday paper is out and perused and sectionalized. And that sounds good, but it was very, very interesting. And I get that what it leads to help wanted when you do get that person face to face. I think it makes more sense to think of that as an audition. Ask them, Hey, do you have a favorite band, a favorite movie, you know, act out a scene from one of your favorite movies, keep it clean, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, favorite Disney movie, maybe, or something like that. And, uh, because I do understand the need to qualify people with all of these online things. Um, but when I thought about what it's really leading up to, Paige Turner from South Carolina Federal Credit Union had a post about this. She goes, I don't like the title um, talent acquisition. Who wants to be acquired? And I thought you know, that's kind of a good point because words do matter in these things. Um, and even help wanted. You want help? I don't know how else you put that though. Sometimes we sometimes we over discuss it. That's what I was talking about. Fake innovation. It's like we got a lot of fake experts out there in the banking marketplace, and they're distracting you from what is a very very uh, great generational moment of opportunity that's presenting itself right now in this in this era of you know really good employment numbers. It very come on, fairly decent economy. It's historical. It's not political, and. You know, and the fact that people are still hiring and people are still looking for people, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that is that is just distraction. I guess that was like the biggest takeaway is even as you are just like in the old days, the employers would have to sift through the right resumes. Now the now the job applicants have to do that too and have to see kind of what's what's real and what is not. But um, it is it is generational. You know, as people change uh, their their lives and ages of their lives. And, you know, I think about teaching or something like that, uh, you know, for life 2.0 sometime in the future. So it, anyway, it was a very interesting experiment and probably talk more about it. I'm hoping to find somebody that has had some success recruiting on some of the social media platforms and even talk about um, the aspect of finding work on LinkedIn, which was one of the most streamlined ways. So maybe we'll talk about that next week, which is when next we will speak. My name is Jason Das, broadcasting live from the studio of eloquentonline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. You've been listening to Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Talk to you next week. <laughs> Ever the ever the ever that's all, folks.